Hey guys, just wanted to jump on the horn with you right quick before we start episode one of the Your Kickstarter Sucks podcast uh, and let you know that uh, I messed up on this one and recorded the podcast in its entirety using the onboard microphone of the computer as opposed to the extremely good microphone that I'm talking into right now. Uh, however, I did want to go ahead and release it as episode one because I think it's still a good podcast and honestly it's not that bad. It's just not as good as it's going to be in later weeks and on uh, the rest of our episodes. So give it a listen. Um, I think it's worth your time. If you ultimately decide that the audio is not for you, don't fear. Uh, come on back and we'll have uh, a competent engineer produce the episode uh, for next week and, and then all the weeks thereafter. So thanks for listening and enjoy episode one of Your Kickstarter Sucks, the podcast. April 26, 2012. A blog is born. Dismayed by the low quality of the majority of crowdfunded projects and unencumbered by any sense of pity for their wayward creators, a humble poster assumes his mantle. The maiden voyage is little more than an unadorned screenshot of an unfunded film proposal, but already the critical voice of the site is taking shape. That first week would yield some 30 additional entries, which skewered everything from a piss-poor Ron Paul game concept to a 25% funded steampunk musical featuring a robotic Abraham Lincoln. Your Kickstarter Sucks was a runaway hit and an instant darling of the Tumblr community, but some five years on had failed to earn even as much money as 12, the comedic short about a one-foot-tall man's predictable failures in the dating world that has inspired the blog in the first place. Eager to continue the mission of holding cynical grifters and intellectually bankrupt investors responsible for their crimes against crowdfunding in a fun, sustainable way, and also to get out of the damn house once a week, the original anti-patron extraordinaire has set his laser-like sights on the airwaves at last. And here he sits beside me ready to excoriate a new generation of digital wallets and flim-flam artists. Welcome to Your Kickstarter Sucks, the podcast, with Jesse Farrar and Mike Hale. What's the first lyric of it? It's so full of... Or wait, it's... Oh, the taste of lime. Because they're going through the, the list of... Um, you know, the flavors and stuff. They're going through the list of the main flavors, so they start with lime. Yep. Oh, the taste of lime. And a wild cherry. And that, all that stuff. I wouldn't have guessed that those were the... If you, had to, if you hadn't heard the song, would you have guessed all those flavors or what they were? No. I think it's just like a mishmash of. It's just garbage. I don't know anyone who said I only like the red ones. Of, of it. I think that's bullshit. Anyway, for, if somebody's like I only like the green M and M's or something like that. Yeah. Well, cool. well, besides that, I mean that's the horny one that everyone's. Oh yeah, about. yeah, that is, yeah that's right. But in real life, if somebody's like, I prefer the you know the brown M and M's and the I only eat the you're a fucking liar. That's what that's what the rock stars do and they're writers, right? Yeah. And that's just to see if you're paying attention to the contract. Yeah. I don't think that's real. I don't think people... 
But people are like, oh, I only like, you know, certain. Uh, you know, you're going to eat it anyway. So. The thing, you brought M&M's. The thing about M&M's is in the, so in the commercial, in the M&M universe, the different colors represent different flavors. So like the green one, isn't she like pretzel or something? And then, so the yellow one is peanut and the red one is regular. Yeah. And then the blue guy comes in and he's crispy, right? Yeah, and I think the green one just has uh, pussy juice. <laughs> that's why that's why everybody wants to. She's just she's uh, got cum in there. Yeah. So everybody's hungry for her. They smell the pussy juice on her and all the all the M M's uh, get hard dicks. They don't have noses, but they do have dicks. Yeah. You think they have like pussies and assholes and stuff? I think that there is a drawing somewhere. And not just online, but I think there's like an official, like it's on, it's on like Mars letterhead. Fucking, yeah, they're R&D in the lab. They're like, all right, we're going to make these characters. They were trying out a concept entire, for a while. This is their entire fucking mythos. Yeah. Let's give them pussies and assholes. Yeah, they have an origin story of the asshole. Yeah. They didn't used to have it. They were cursed. I think the shell is just like a mech. It's a mech body that they sit in. Oh wow! And their actual like, their actual body is all fucked up inside of it. So it's like a the the M M&M, and M. They're little like uh, little homunculi in there, like running sure. thing. That makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah. In the M and M's universe, so their dick their dick is constantly pressed against the shell on the inside of it. The dick is pressed up against it. Yeah. Well, sometimes that feels good. <laughs> Well, uh, welcome to Your Kickstarter Sucks, uh, the podcast with Jesse Farrar and Mike Hale. Mike, did you um, did you catch the L.A. riots reference at the beginning of that intro? Uh, yeah, because you told me before we started recording that we were going <clears> to... <throat> I did. Yeah, I did tell you that. Um, so this is going to be a fun thing to run into over the course <laughs> of recording a podcast is what do we say... You know, on and off, like what's behind the curtain, what's in front of the curtain. That's cool. I think people like that. But um, yeah, so you started you started the blog twenty years to the day after the LA riots started. And that was intentional. That was totally intentional. Yeah. It's kind of a, uh, kind of like a homage, if you would. Uh huh. To the LA riots. To the riots themselves. Yeah. What not, about the, not what they were about or anything like that. Just. Just the riots. What about the purpose of the riots? Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, well, people were understandably upset um, because a lot of shit was all fucked up. So. <clears throat> oh, okay. Sorry, that was. You're done. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, speaking of shit getting fucked up, have you. Uh, hey, have you turned on the TV lately? Have you seen what's in the news today? Uh, no, I have not. All right. Well, then we don't have to talk about it if you're not prepared. <laughs> are you are you talking about? I sent you. What are you talking about? I sent you the packet. I wanted you to read over the packet for the. It briefed you. I sent you the brief. Oh, I didn't have a like a p. I can't open PDFs. <laughs> <laughs> you sent a you sent a whole thing like an eight page thing, and I don't I can't open PDFs. All right. Well, so I'll just brief you on it. Yeah, get me up to speed on what's been happening. So here's what's going on in the news today, folks. This Trump guy. I mean, what on earth? Um, and that's basically what I've got to say about it. 
Mm. But I don't know. So, but there was a there was a there was a protest today in Nashville, uh, and we did not we did not go. Yeah, the protest today in Nashville. I mean, would have been great to go to, but it's at like uh, some senator's office, and he's it's Sunday. He's not going to be there. It's also supposed to snow. Yeah, the senator he's uh, he doesn't show up to work on Sunday. Yeah. And I don't go out in the snow, so it's just a can't can't do it. But to be clear, it did not snow. No, it didn't. But it was. They said it was gonna. They said it was gonna. And also to be clear, he was there all day. It's <laughs> well, one of those things you can't really predict, you know. Yeah, I think in hindsight, it's probably still better safe than sorry to stay home. Yeah. On this one. Gas money out there. So. Yeah, there and back. <laughs> They get you coming and going. But definitely solidarity out there to all of the uh, people who live in places where it didn't snow today and wasn't supposed to snow today. And places where it's easy to go to the protest. Yeah, places where, that's the main thing is um, sometimes it's hard to do that stuff. So I don't know if I'd really want to be judging anybody. You gotta, first off, you gotta wake up early enough to go to a protest. Second off, you have to get dressed. Okay, so there's two right there. That's two right off the bat. Uh, number three, you'll probably have to pack a bag. What's in the bag? <clears throat> what's <throat> hey? What's in the box? Um, yep. What's in the box? So you'll have like it's my wife's head. You'll have a uh, what's in a protest bag? What's in, what's in your normal protest bag? You'll have uh, what? Do you Megaf- want megaphone? I think we need to get some emails on this. Yeah. Send us some emails. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? Subject line, what's in the bag? I'm going to say a sensible snack, some Lance Crackers. Shout out to Lance Crackers. Yeah, they're sponsoring the podcast. Thank you to Lance. Uh, Lance butter, Fine Foods. Peanut butter uh, crackers and also the cheese crackers, too. Two kinds. Basically, cornered, basically nailed it. Yeah. They got the two kinds. It's like, uh, what is it? It's like part place. And what's the damn other, boardwalk? Is that the other one? Yeah. So they lock down Park Place and Boardwalk, and everyone else is going like, eh, I want to get trail mix. I want to get sunflower seeds. Trail mix is bullshit. And I they just said, that's fine. We got peanut butter crackers and cheese crackers. You got to land here sooner or later. <laughs> you know, under your toast. They have those at my work, right? But they never have the cheese kind. They only have the peanut butter. I don't want to eat peanut butter crackers. Uh, so I'm you're not, saying you don't like peanut butter crackers? I'm not a child. Well, I do because they're sponsoring the podcast. I love them a lot. Yep. Definitely keep sending them. Big keep ups. sending the money. Yep. No, you're sending. Don't stop doing that. Um. But you don't like the peanut butter. Peanut butter is the best food on earth. I think. The best food on earth, you think, is peanut butter. Yeah, I do. You think out of every food on earth? I think that's. It's peanut butter. I think we got it right the first time. Yeah. I think that's it. You're a lunatic. I don't think we need... What What else are you saying? I don't... Sushi? It's good. That's not a food. It's a food. I guess it is a food. It's not as good as peanut butter. <laughs> so in the bag, we've got that. we got uh, peanut butter crackers. We've got... Uh, megaphone. Small bottle of water. Yeah, probably another... Like a wet bag. Like in case the dry bag yeah. is compromised. Because you don't want to get condensation on all your dry goods and stuff. Yeah. 
I guess like a pipe bomb probably as well. Two bags, pipe bomb. Um, if you can get your hands on some C4, yeah, uh, sniper rifle. Um, Tom Clancy stuff. Yeah, one of those fucking one of those fucking night vision things with the three eyes that folds down over your fucking face and you can fucking see in the dark and you're sneaking around and shit. Yeah, why is there three of them? I don't know. It's because it's one more than the two you regularly got. So it ups so the ante a little bit. Better. Yeah. They're going to come out with a four version and it's going to fucking blow everything away. Well, that's what VR is, right? <clears throat> what is it? VR is night vision goggles with four holes in them. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, they just, they just up the ante. They just double down on it. Well, that's cool. So that's the news wrap-up. I'm sipping this BLP, man. I got to say, I like it. You do like it? I like it. So do you want to give a quick shout-out? Quick shout out to Bud Light Platinum, uh, BLP, doing good work over there. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's actually okay. Back up. It's not good actually, but it's it's like it's good, (laughs) but it's it's like Bud Light, um, but there's more booze in it. It's Bud Light Two. It's Bud Light. (laughs) It's Bud Light Two. Yeah, I was thinking uh, the other day that you know how Coke is like. you know, so Diet Coke is just Coke with fewer calories in it, yeah. right? Why don't they make a Coke with more calories in it? <laughs> <laughs> right? It could just be... Um, just Coke Plus. Coke Plus, yeah. Coke yeah. Plus, like the iPhone Plus. Just say, fuck it. Make more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just be like a, do like a Hardee's thing, where Hardee's is like, ah, everybody's trying to be healthy and shit. Yeah. We're going to have some big titty broad... Fucking snacking on a huge burger on this muscle car. Yeah. Coke should just do that. They could do it in the same ad, even. It's 2,000 calories per can. Yeah. Tastes the same as regular Coke. There's no <laughs> taste difference. We just put some extremely volatile compounds in here that are, like, incredibly calorically dense. <clears throat> I would drink one. Yeah. If it costs the same. Well, if it's the same taste, I wouldn't probably take it. I wouldn't probably drink one. You wouldn't drink one. Why would that? Why would I do that if it's the same taste? Uh, it keeps you f- fuller longer. <laughs> That's what pisses me off when I have a regular Coke. I'm like, ah, <laughs> now I want another one. You ever drink a full sixteen ounces of Coke and just go? Still kind of. That's the thing about Coke Plus. It's uh seventeen ounces. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. So they have to have like a whole new can factory too. Yeah. No, they give you like a secondary. <laughs> oh, so one it comes with a mini. Comes with a mini can. <laughs> well, that's where the plus comes in. Yeah, that's cool. It's like a crane situation, right? <laughs> <laughs> good. So shout out to BLP, uh, doing good work over there. Uh, keep sending those checks. Is that how it works? I have no idea how this works. Uh, they send that money over BLP. Oh, uh, listen to that. We're going to be fucking rich. Thanks so, to you. He's so refreshed. And uh, the cracker people. Lance. Sure. <laughs> or any other cracker people that want to pitch in, that'd be great. So, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the blog you you, came, you started, you came out with? Yeah, I, um, I started it a long time ago. In a, in a galaxy far, far away. Huh? Yeah. 
And uh, <laughs> no, all right, fine. I think I started it. I think I started it with uh, Stefan. Stefan Heck. Yeah. Okay. And uh, love that guy. Low and Afton. Alex yeah. Nichols. Good guy as well. Um, but I was pretty much the only person who did anything to it because I think the other people had like lives. Okay, I've heard about that. Um, but some eventually some other people contribute to it. Um, uh, Virgil, Texas. Chapo, Chapo guy now. Of Chapo fame? Yeah. And um, some other people. And um, basically just took off from there. I mean, just post whenever he could, whenever he wanted to. Um, I think we got how a blog works, but anyways, what? <laughs> yeah, you. Well, basically, it was like an online portal. And yeah, it's, it's an online webpage. <laughs> and you just go on and you click around. But what? why did you want to. What was the impetus for it? Because in our little, our little intro there at the top, I kind of made it seem like you saw that one thing and it pissed you off so much that you wanted to talk about it. That's probably not totally accurate, right? Um, I don't think it was just one thing. It's just a, the 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 spring up of or all these, all these like shitty kickstarters are springing up, and um, it's like there's there's no fucking way that that these are gonna make any money, like. 90% of these fucking things are just awful in, in, in idea and execution. And it's just funny to make fun of them. Uh, I mean, you have your, your run-of-the-mill, like a guy wants to sh- start like a, a street street clothing company or whatever in his fucking garage or whatever. It's not going to go anywhere. But also you have people who are trying to make like a smart sock or something like that. And that's fucking stupid. But they're, I mean, they get no no... Like, there's nobody calling them on their shit, so they can just do this and um, basically just rip people off. It's just these dumb suckers who invest this fucking money in this shit. Yeah, because there's no, and that, I guess that's the problem with it as an enterprise, is that there's no disincentive to, uh, there's nothing to compel you to, to tell yourself you can't do it. Or to be honest with yourself about the risks involved, because uh, because no one else has. So you've got the money, or you're going you're going to get the money. You've got this idea. Uh, there are people out there that have more money than sense and want to give it away at any possible opportunity. And then Kickstarter takes a cut. So I mean, I think now five years since you started goofing on these things, um, there seems to be a little bit more of. Uh, are like a responsibility on their part to make sure that things are as they are promised or that there's there's some kind of checks in place to make sure that there's like a prototype in a lot of cases right well it, a lot of this a lot of a lot of these um, projects and shit like it seems to have like tightened up a little bit yeah like in the in the years past it was kind of like the wild west on there where people just fucking post whatever the fuck they want with no no, like, evidence to back up. It's, like, an actual product. And people just go, oh, sure, I'll pump some fucking money down. And, but, I mean, now, at least, like, if you go to their Explore tab or whatever on, on Kickstarter and, like, try to find some projects or whatever, they, they hide they hide the newest ones. They're curated. Yeah, so, like, they, they intentionally, like, hide the newest ones um, and only show you, like, ones that are, like, 
getting popular or have like a lot of buzz or something like that as a way to kind of dissuade people from seeing just bullshit. Yeah. Because like I said, it's 90% fucking just garbage. Right. Um, but yeah, they want to limit their exposure. They don't want to look like fucking idiots. Right. Um, so Kickstarter would probably be happy if they would probably be happy if no one discovered Kickstarters on Kickstarter.com. Yeah. Right? Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. They would prefer to get their money from people who have established, like De La Soul, right? Mm-hmm. They just put out, they put out their album this past year because of Kickstarter, because they got a Kickstarter crowdfunding going, right? So, yeah. in that case, it's not like people clicked on Kickstarter.com and said, oh yeah, De La Soul, I remember that. That probably came more naturally. I think, I think that the, I mean, if they didn't want people to search for it, they just removed the search feature, but if, uh, it's, it's geared towards, you know, check out this cool product or something that already has, like, a bunch of buzz around it. Or, you know, this is picking up speed on, you know, Facebook or something like that. And right. It'll fucking feature it. But. But the main thing is that people, for a while, and maybe even still, especially when it comes to products more than, um... Because there are some things on there, to be fair, that are not necessarily gadgets, that are not necessarily consumer goods or anything like that. Sometimes there is a mission behind something. Um, A lot of them seem pretty paper thin at times, but there are some legitimate things on there. But but it seems like with these with these products that are that are designed to look like, oh, well, it'll just show up on my door one day. I'll be able to use it in my house or whatever. Uh, it seems like people treated the website just like an Amazon with a weirder selection, like a more esoteric Amazon. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, because it's not. It's a. I mean, it's a great place for finding like new technology and stuff, and new products, or you know, those fucking niche smart products that people are going crazy over now. But it's also like a place where, yeah, I mean, people plunk down like like you said, like um, money and. And they just won't, won't get their product or some shit. Yeah, just because it never existed in the first place. Yeah. So, it's a, it's a great place for, like, hucksters, but it's also, like, a, a legitimately good resource for, for some project. Yeah, it almost seems like it's the place where, uh... It's, like a, it's almost like a film festival, right? Like, you go and you show your thing off, and then you go somewhere legitimate and make it. Because yeah, the odds just seem so long to come up with an idea and slap it on kickstarter.com and then actually produce it and actually make everybody happy. I mean, that's unre- that's totally unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're, and you're going to have problems with any successful one that you do too. So it's like, I don't understand why people do it, but <laughs> it's the American dream, baby. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's good. It's like, um, there are a couple projects from like years past that we've actually featured on that thing. Um, that, that were, that were, legitimately good you know most are like uh uh charitable projects and stuff like that or you know bring fresh water to such and such place like you know we've done a couple of those in the past so it's not always like just a shitting on it um, right but there's there's just so much shit well so what's some of your what are some of the ones that come to mind as memorably shitty oh jesus christ um I can think of one that uh, 
of course, for a while there, the running theme was wallets. <laughs> People love the wallets, right? Well, it's because it's such an easy fucking concept, or it's such an easy product to, to make. Like, it's, you, there's like fucking duct tape minimalist wallet. Minimalist, yeah, uh, minimalist wallet. Fucking Velcro minimalist wallet. And then you get the ones that are like, uh, um, minimalist wallet, and it's just like an elastic band. It's like maybe like two inches wide or something like that. And it's like, yeah. you put all your cards in this. A uh, minimalist elastic wallet. Yeah, it's called it's a like, pocket. Yeah, this why don't I just carry this shit around? <laughs> but it's, like I said, it's a great place for fucking hucksters. Just to, uh, they're trying to. I mean, it is the American dream. Like they're trying to find the next best product or uh, that people are going to go crazy about. But uh, it just sucks. It's and bad. They don't, they don't know it sucks. The people, yeah, the people don't know it sucks. You know, I'm scrolling down the page now and. Uh, the the blog has has not had a, a ton of entries in the last year, um, so I'm able to scroll down all the way. Don't really need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but you know, I'm scrolling down just a little bit here, and I'm seeing uh, from last year the power toothpaste, the first the first caffeinated toothpaste, <laughs> and and uh, I've actually tried the toothpaste. Have you? Yeah. Did you get it off of Kickstarter. No, I didn't buy it. I just I told I DM'd the guy, oh, um, because we were talking about it with our friend Drew. Drew toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Man, that guy loves toothpaste, huh? Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, toothpaste for dinner. If he eats this caffeinated toothpaste for dinner, he's gonna be up all night long. Good lord. Um. Anyways, uh, Drew was saying how it's not uh, possible to have caffeine. Uh, absorbed in the mouth from a toothpaste. And I said, you know what, buddy? I'm going to prove you wrong, and I'm going to get some of this stuff. And the guy sent it to me. And uh, I don't know. I don't. I can't speak to any, any raised energy levels, but uh, it certainly tasted like shit. And I didn't <laughs> I didn't care much for that at all. So it was not good. So that, no, that's a memorable one for me. The Tops, is, the Forever Spin Tops is a good one. And, uh, and those guys actually got funded... Uh, some, what, 50, 60 times over their initial asking. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, a lot of these, a lot of these, like, projects and stuff that seem so fucking stupid, but they end up getting, uh, crazy donations. It's just mind-boggling. It's shit like that, like a smart, uh, tissue holder or a fucking... Right. Uh, you know, bespoke tops. Yeah, the... Spinning to- tops company. Forever Spin Tops, uh, they had a goal initially of 10000 Canadian dollars, and all they earned was 736000 Canadian dollars. So I guess that's a success, um, insofar as you can call uh, people buying $60 tops a success. <laughs> and it's just a top. Yeah, you spin it on a fucking table, and, and that's that's the that's sixty dollars worth of your fucking money that you spin on a fucking table for no, for no goddamn reason. It's what a, what an awful fucking product. What a bad world. But hey, they made a lot of money, and that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Uh, what else? We got we got a lot of like uh like RFID blocking stuff not just wallets but also like sh- like shirts and hats right yeah people hate uh, RFIDs you don't like RFIDs um 
And, uh, I don't know, did you guys go back, were you around for the Cards Against Humanity? I don't think we were. We were around for a lot of rip-offs, though. Uh, those fucking cheesy, uh, fucking expansion packs that people come out with now. Crabs Against Humanity. Awful. I think we should do one. Yeah? I really honestly do think we should do one. Alright, let's do it. Is there any way it wouldn't make $500,000? There's no fucking possible way that you could come up with something that stupid that wouldn't make a shit ton of money. <laughs> but I guess, so the question is, do you think you could come up with that something that stupid? I don't think I could come up with something that stupid and be okay with myself. Is the, is the problem. You think it would take a toll? I think that, I think that I, I would just fucking hate myself. So much. How do you feel about yourself now? Uh, all right. Well, that's not relevant to what we're talking about. <laughs> but those things sell like hotcakes because everybody buys them, and I got going to be so fucking funny to match up two things, and then that's it. People it's, love matching. It's not funny. I went to a a house party, a neighborhood fucking house party, which I go to a lot. Um, it goes to a lot of parties. A couple, a couple months ago. And they were playing it there. And they all wanted to play. And everybody was having a great... They were having a fucking hoot of a time. Yeah. And it was just the worst goddamn time for me. So you didn't like it? No. Did you laugh even once in spite of yourself? No, I did not. I did not. It's It would be really hard to laugh. It is painful to sit there and fucking deal with it. Because of... Uh, this you find you found this in your daughter's backpack and it's like uh, uh, a black man's penis and that's not that's not funny like who the who the fuck would think that that's funny? That's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me interest you in my new game. <laughs> uh, but well, so so what are some of your what are some of your top top Kickstarters of all time? Um, I mean, there's so many fucking bad ones, dude. Um, there's like the, uh, the no phone. The no phone. Um, which was just a fucking, a block of like plastic or rubber or something, and you're supposed to carry it around and it replicates the feel of having a phone. But you'd also have a phone, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to get stranded anywhere, so you'd, you'd obviously also have your phone. But it would be um, funny if you didn't have your phone. Because you wanted to make a point about got, people using their phones. Stranded or caught in a fire or something, and you're dialing on this fucking useless pad of rubber. Yeah, you died, and then they they find you. The EMT's like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. And it's fused to your fucking leg, and they peel it off, and they're like, "Oh, that's actually kind of cool." Yeah. And then they go on and they buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so two more no phones that day. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's so many shitty ones, man. It's a, I cannot keep keep track of it. Um, all these people trying to make a buck, all these people trying to shove a fucking smart thing into something and make it fucking smart. It's just not working at all. Well, here's one that I that I saw. Um, that was uh, that was from your blog uh, just a little ways back. Um, let me, let me pull it up here. It's called the no phone. Have you ever heard of that? I guess it's this, hey. what? 
I feel like I feel like we just talked about it. I mean, I might be mistaken. Did we just do this? I think we did. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll pull up another one. Um, I don't remember doing the, the notes on. Um, but QR codes is another one that was big. That's another feature on things that. Yeah. And I guess it's dead now, right? Are QR codes dead? Do you think? I guess so. Um, I mean, yeah, for for the most part, I guess. But you're scanning something right now. <laughs> what are you scanning right now with your? You got a QR code on my carpet. What are you doing? I am. Uh... You're a dickhead. <laughs> Alright, well uh let's uh let's take a quick break and hop off here for a second. Uh, we'll we'll be back with more Your Kickstarter Sucks the podcast. Hey, it's me, Jesse. How are you liking the show so far? Okay, cool. Uh well just a reminder, you can email us at yourkickstartersucks at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to do that for whatever reason, you can. All right, uh, we're back here on uh, Your Kickstarter Sucks, the podcast. Uh, if I could, just for a second, I want to read through uh, what's on the Kickstarter.com homepage right now, Mike. It's the year in Kickstarter 2016, so sort of a retrospective on what was so great about 2016 crowdfunding at Kickstarter. I couldn't find anything. <laughs> yeah, it's empty. <laughs> now, here it goes. Uh, it says, you made 2016 a big year. Your projects had creative impact. You helped keep 11,500 cyclists on the streets of London safe. Uh, then there's a picture of a guy riding a bike, and uh, there's a light on the front of the bike, and it's projecting a picture of a bike out in front of him onto the street in neon uh, colors. Uh, we also built fluorescent mountains in the desert, which, uh, that's probably good for some reason. It's a bunch of different colored rocks on top of each other. And pushed De La Soul's first album in 12 years to number one on the rap charts. So, that's where I saw this earlier. I was cheating when I was telling you about this. <laughs> I didn't actually uh, listen to it. Uh, you turned our political nightmares into a haunted house. And I don't know what, um, I don't know what that is. I'm not going to read it. And you replaced every ad in London, in a London tube station, pardon me, with cats. What the fuck is that? <laughs> There's, uh, so I guess the London tube is like a subway. Yeah. And then all the ads there, uh, they're pictures of cats. <sighs> they're pictures of cats now. Or they, it was for a while. It was a year for transformation. You changed a bowling alley into immersive art. So it looks here like there's a bowling alley, and it uh, looks like maybe they put some uh, trees in it. It kind of looks like um, you ever been to a, a mini golf that has the black light? You ever been, you ever been to um, one of those outdoor spaces with uh, a bunch of trees? Uh, oh, parks. Everything park. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you turned uh, smog into jewelry. So I was actually looking at this. It's, it's something where there's like a big orb out in town and it collects smog. And then somehow it gets 
pressed into a cube and then put on a ring that you can wear, and it looks really terrible. <laughs> the famous smog orb. Yeah, you know, the, the smog orbs. And it turns it into a smog cube. And a heartbreaking tragedy into a heartwarming video game. Looks like a baby died of cancer, and they made a game about the baby dying of cancer, which sounds uh, like a, a real blast. It's on PlayStation 4, <laughs> Xbox One, Wii U. Season Pass available now. Ah, uh, it sounds shitty. It was a big year for reaching out. Kickstarter launched in Singapore, Mexico, and Hong Kong, which is good because this is where all the shit is made. Yeah. We launched the Creative Independent, I guess like a blog. Wow, a blog about Kickstarter. Good luck with that. <laughs> I gave you guys about four years. Emotional and practical advice for creative people from a uh, bunch of people like Bjork. That's the only one I recognize, Bjork. He's a loony tune. Uh, Amber Tamblin. David Cross's wife. I'm just going to say what I know about these people when you name them off. Okay, uh, Morgan Parker. Idiot. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Probably nice person. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Roxanne Gay. So what else do we uh, launched here? Okay. We launched Kickstarter Live. So it looks like something where you just go on there and uh, ask for money, uh, and people... I actually don't know. That looks bad. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a live video where you can go in and just ask for money. Yeah, so that's good. Real-time panhandling. <laughs> a new way for creators to share their process and progress with the world. Okay, that's what they're calling it. That just makes sense. And the London Design Museum added six Kickstarter projects to their permanent collection. Who cares about that? That's... This year yielded a lot of impressive numbers. Funding for fashion, food, and publishing projects each surpassed $100 million. So $100 million towards fashion this year on Kickstarter. Yeah. They're going to revolutionize fashion with all that money. They're putting their best foot forward here, and the, what they're coming up with is we spent $100 million on fashion. And we put RFID tags <laughs> In a hat. <laughs> Don't, Don't spoil it. <laughs> 300,000 plus jobs created. Uh, 19 films at Tribeca. That's good. Four Grammy nominees. Three of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year. Uh, let's see what else. One frozen webpage. Okay, no, there it goes. Two ruby slippers from the Wizard of Oz preserved for posterity. And one expedition to Mars? Ready when you are, Elon. Right. That's cool. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks so bad. <laughs> you helped make the world more connected, animated, fun, fair, weird, beautiful. Okay, I'm not going to read all this. So to you brave creators, you generous backers... Thank you. Thank you. Let's keep fighting the good fight? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Keep fighting the good fight. Here's to 2017 uh, Kickstarter. Tell your friends about the year in Kickstarter 2016. So, uh, my friends, feel free to go on there and look at that big piece of shit and uh, tell us what you think. 
but I want to go ahead and uh, like we've got uh, let's call this the uh, let's call this the six pack. It's called the six pack. Okay. It's called the six pack of Kickstarters. We'll work on the name. And we've got six brand new, brand spanking new Kickstarters. Think of it like six posts from the famous year Kickstarter sucks blog, except for uh, in a podcast. So here's here's some great new Kickstarter, or actually some bad ones. We're gonna do bad ones. Do you have bad ones? Do you want me to go first? You can go first. Um, Ladies first. The uh, yeah. So the first uh, the first one I got is uh, fucking. It's a fucking charging cable for a goddamn iPhone that has a fucking password on it. Right. That, that you plug it in and, and you, you put in your password on this goddamn cable. Like a gun safe. It's and successive button presses. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't have, it's not even like a numpad or anything. It's like three buttons that you're supposed to make up uh, a password or whatever. And then it charges your, your phone. And I guess this solves the problem of... Uh, Someone charging their phone with your phone cable uh, when it's plugged into your Don't laptop. you hate that? You look up, you're working away on your laptop, and then you look down, and some asshole has come and plugged his fucking phone into your, your, your cable. One of those assholes that, like, lives in your house. Yeah. Because where else is your cable? Yeah. Am I... Is this a problem? So, so what they did is they put a password thing on it, so now you can put your password in. And if they don't have your password, they can't charge your phone. But if they do have your password, they can charge their phone indefinitely, right? Yeah, I guess so. I would just throw this away immediately, is what I would do. <laughs> if I saw this laying somewhere, I'm throwing it away. Yeah, I'm not sure I understand the... If I, if, I steal, if I steal a charging cable, right, and it doesn't work, it has some kind of dumbass password on it or something like that, if it doesn't work... I'm just going to throw it away, and I'm going to go on Amazon, and I'm going to buy a $6 charging cable. Oh, man, this cable I stole doesn't work. Well, I guess I'll take it back <laughs> to the guy. It's the, first, it it's the first theft-proof charging cable ever made. You've never ha They've never had one before. I bet I could steal it. So, it's designed to present, uh, prevent theft and, and unauthorized use. And in the video... Well, why don't you play that? Let's play the video. This is... <laughs> Listening to the guy explain it was really good. I felt like I had a hard time visualizing it until I heard the guy explain it. Alright, here we go. Introducing the first ever cable designed specifically to prevent unauthorized use and theft. Every time my plug is connected into a power source, your customizable passcode must be entered before charging is enabled. As if I didn't have enough shit to do in my life. <laughs> I have to remember this fucking passcode from my goddamn charging cable. I guess what it doesn't... fucking pain in the ass. What if you forget it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You just fucked and you gotta buy a new cable. Cleverly designed, my plug still allows others to charge their devices as long as they don't unplug the cable. Once my plug is disconnected, the internal security device is reset, rendering the cable useless to anyone that does not know the code. What a great feature that is. Once you unplug it, it stops working. Yeah, I, uh, hang on before you, uh, house guest, before you charge your phone, I have to put in my password for this fucking iPhone cable. What a piece of shit this is. <laughs> it solves a fucking problem that doesn't exist, and that's the problem with 99% of these fucking products. They solve problems that do not exist, and they want to make a, a million dollars off it. 
$923 pledged of $26,000. With 17 days to go, good luck. You get the YKS plug. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you guys fucking just take off. Well, here's a, here's another one that you alluded to in the rehash of Kickstarter's 2016 uh, that seems to solve a problem that nobody has. Uh, this is called Smart Clothing. Upgrade your clothing. Uh, smart Clothing is the platform that connects fashion with technology. The reason you want to buy all of your clothes online. So... Uh, net is their copy. I didn't leave out a word. Uh, that's exactly what it says. It makes no sense. I'm sorry about that. But the, here, here's the gist of this one. So smart clothing uses technology embedded in your clothing to make the most out of your wardrobe. That's what it says here. So say in the lapel of a blazer, you've got uh, an NFC tag, NFC Near Field Communication. Is that right, Mike? That's uh, probably correct. Mike is our resident uh, tech techie. Guy loves tech. Uh, you can, uh, also put it like maybe in the seams of a purse, or you can put it in the back of a hat, uh, as Mike mentioned. And, and so I know what you're saying is, well, why would I want to do that? Because that seems really stupid. Well, here's why you might want to do that. You might want to verify brand name clothing, uh, and claim ownership of your wardrobe, which that probably happens a lot where you... You buy some brand name clothing, I guess you would be, so, in order to verify brand name clothing, in order for that to be an issue for you, you'd be buying your clothing secondhand, right? Yeah. And so, why would you donate to this Kickstarter? Because then you'll just have the clothing firsthand. So, I don't understand. So, you're verifying brand name clothing. That it is branded as, like, if you buy a... So, wouldn't it have to have the tag in it beforehand? Yeah. Yes. So if you're gonna make if you're gonna make knockover knockoff clothing, well now you got a spoof an NFC tag. You're gonna I mean that's just putting that's just more work for these guys. Yeah, and plus it's not like these guys would have like a hundred years of clothing to rip off that yeah. never had NFC tags in it in the first place. Because I don't think part of the I don't think part of this is to go back and put NFC tags in all the clothing in the world. I think it's just for new stuff. So that seems so like a thinking, problem. You're thinking this guy's like making this product, hoping it'll get sold to retailer. Yeah. Like, cause you know how the, the the handbags and shit, sure, all fake and blah blah blah. And so you're thinking he's just making it to hopefully get it picked up. Well, no, it's, it's but see, it's not just that you're underselling smart clothing as a platform, <laughs> because you can also claim ownership of your wardrobe. So you can, it's like registering your shirt. You're just reading the copy. <laughs> You can register your, you can register your shirt. And here's the here's the great thing, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not all. Uh, you can also discover, uh, and I think that it's it says, find exactly what you're looking for and where to buy it. So I don't know um, how that would work, because if you if you want to find out where to buy something, it seems like the last place you would look is on something you already have bought. Yeah, if I want to know, hey, where did I buy this fucking stupid shirt? Yeah. Uh, I don't own, you know, enough clothes to be like, I can't remember where the fuck I bought this shirt. It'd just be like, you know, online. The origins of this shirt are a mystery to me. Luckily, it has an NFC tag in the collar I can scan. <laughs> and then, of course, you can share. Uh, it's a social platform as well. 
You follow friends and brands. You showcase your personal style, and you, you can physically share your clothing. What the fuck? You physically share your clothing with the tap of any smartphone. Or you can just give it to them? I don't understand that. How do you physically share your clothing? <laughs> All right. Well, look. Uh, the point is, it's great. Uh, and unfortunately, it looks like it's not going to get funded. Oh. Because it's uh, right now, it's got four hundred and forty-five dollars out of fifteen thousand uh, dollars with fifty hours to go. So I don't think it's going to make it. Um, but if it had made it, I think I might have been interested in. I might have been interested in the two hundred and fifty dollar level because the two hundred fifty dollar level. Uh, would have nabbed me the smart clothing sweater, which gives me access to the smart clothing application, as well as something to wear, uh, something cuddly to wear in the cold. Uh, and that's what a sweater is. That's the sweater part of it. Oh. And plus, it gives you access to uh, Smartwear Plus, the, uh, the top tier uh, group of, of, of Smartwear fucking owners. <laughs> And talk with each other and share ideas. Uh, and I, I would also follow a lot of brands as well. And that's a that's a two hundred dollar value in and of itself. So basically, the sweater's only fifty bucks. Yeah. Anyways, it's not getting funded, so. So sorry to Smart Clothing, but uh, well, what else you got? What else? What else do I got here? Um, would you like me to go? Yeah, let's have you go. All right. Okay, Mike. I'll give you a sec to. Well, you don't have to say it. Just... No, I do, I do have to say it. i got to give you a second to pull your thoughts together. Huh. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and hit up the next one here. I feel like that we can't not talk about our good friend Dan and what he did uh, this weekend. As we're recording it Sunday and Delete Uber is sweeping the nation, I think it probably turned at number two in the country on Twitter. And uh, got him, got him a couple of write-ups all over the World Wide Web. Number two, first, first loser though. <laughs> get number one, Dan. Yeah, this is more of a roast of Dan than anything else. <laughs> but do follow Dan on Twitter at bro underscore pair, uh, pair of these nuts as well. I think is what it is. And I don't, I, but I want to talk about this product here. Sorry for any play there. It's called Smart Pickup. Smart Pickup. Sell me on this. I'm interested. Uh, it's, it says it's API ready for Uber, Lyft, and other ride sharing. Now, if we hadn't deleted our Uber and our Lyft and our other ride sharing accounts, this might be of interest to us. And of course, the reason being that so many times it seems like we can't figure out which car is coming to pick us up. Yeah. Even though it says in the app, uh, the license plate of the car, the picture of the guy who's driving it, it has the arrow on it, the make and model. Tells you when it's arriving and when it's there and where it is. Then you can also text with the guy. But for that, for that yeah. one one half of a second, yeah. where you have to look at somebody else's face, you're kind of he confused. has to look at you, and you're both confused. This 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 pro this step this this fucking thing solves that. Right? And it does solve that. And the way it solves it is uh, by being a uh, I guess like a big LED tablet that sits. <laughs> in the front of the car and it says your name on it. So if, for instance, it uses the example of a person named Ben, which is as good as any other name. 
and it uh, it's just a lighted, a lit up sign that says Ben in the window. Okay. That's cool. Uh, it also features writer recognition, where it can. I'm showing Mike the video now. Writer recognition, where it it seems to imply that it can scan. <laughs> what the fuck? That's a that's a heat map in this video of like fucking all these people walking down the street. <laughs> that's like a thermal image or whatever. There's no fucking way. But it scans their faces, and of course, then I guess cross checks that data with a database that's not scary at all, and they they. They don't keep on record or anything like that. The one that definitely exists of all our faces. <laughs> the one that's real. Uh, yeah, so then it's, it can scan your face, uh, and then I guess, I don't know what it does from there, but then it says rider boarding is also a feature, which that's just how you get in the car. I don't really think that's new. I think you can still get in the car now without it. And then, then you just get in the car, and then you go from there. So... Obvious questions aside about uh, why would anyone need this and uh, well, what possible technology exists for facial recognition on the front side of an iPad that could scan your face into a yeah. database that doesn't exist. My main problem is, is why would a writer want to buy this? Because aren't you ostensibly, like as a Kickstarter patron, you're giving money to the idea that it should be in someone else's car? Is that the... I don't understand it. It's, so it's like... Is this a whole service to compete with Uber? Or is this no. A... No. This is a... Uh, he says he's got patents for... It's confusing. For so it smart. seems like it's another one of those things where they're trying to get bought out by some fucking company. Let's see. Uh, with smart boarding, riders and drivers can easily find each other. You can stop positioning random drivers only look for your name with smart boarding ride recognition and smart boarding digital signboard with your name on it to make sure you're not getting into the wrong car so at the at the $20 level you don't get anything at the $100 level you will be the first to gain access to the smart travel kit with their company logo and VIP printed sign on one travel pillow one multi-adapter charger compatible with all the phones. Why do I need a travel pillow if I'm on just downtown? A lot of this shit, um, a lot of shit straight up bad. I, do, I don't even understand what he's selling. He's selling like a fucking LED board with your name on it or something. But he said the prototype is a fucking iPad. <laughs> That's nonsense. I didn't realize how nonsensical it was until I started talking about it. But that's really outrageous. I don't know. What's what's so what do you got? I think we should pledge what a hundred, two hundred dollars. Well, look, I'll tell you what. He's at, at the at the end of these. I think I think we should uh, say how much we're going to pledge. Say how much we're okay. Right now, he's at forty of fifty thousand with five days to go and he's two at backers. Forty thousand dollars. No, sorry, he's at forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he said forty dollars. He said two guys give him a, a Stonewall Jackson. Dude, I, like the inside of my head just. Turned into <laughs> gosh. Sorry, sorry for the misdirection. Forty of fifty thousand dollars. Jesus Christ. Forty dollars. He's got forty dollars. He's got an Olive Garden meal out of fifty grand, but he's also got to build the facial database too. So. Yeah. It's up well, uphill. He can do that while he's eating. Up. <laughs> 
those I'm gonna nail this one. This one's the this one might be the worst fucking product I've ever seen on Kickstarter. Wow. Yeah. It's a high bar. And we talked about earlier. Um but it, it, it is it is amazing, right? Uh, what it is called? It's called uh, monolithic birds, right? Monolithic that doesn't tell you shit. Um, well, let me try to guess if I can what the monolithic bird is. Yeah, I'm gonna say some kind of like uh, like Chuck E. Cheese Disney uh, animatronic style animal, sort of like a like a big mouth Billy Bass sits on the wall, kind of talks to you. You can interact with fun stuff. Has an app, senses your moods, that kind of thing. Close, okay. close. This right. actually. Uh, uh, just like a small rock that sits on your desk. A monolithic and, uh, bird. Is. Yeah, so uh, this guy says, um, description on the monolithic little bird is a pet project of mine that I initially created for decor and function in my apartment. I wanted to share it with the world and Kickstarter's Make 100 initiative seemed like the perfect way. All of the birds will be cast by me and maybe some friends in Chicago this spring. Each will feature a marking of the pledge number on the underside. So it is a it is a concrete rock, right? Um, so far, so good. Oh, and, what does it do? And what you can do is uh, you can use it as a, a, a bookend. They have another picture here where it's a, a, a doorstop um, oh. sitting on top of some books. Uh and the last picture here is of it just sitting in a pile of dirt, which is a great. Wow. It's a great place to put your rock. It's just in the outside somewhere. In the That's where they're happiest. So you can you can pay like sixty dollars, I think it is. Uh huh. And you can order this uh, rock, and you can immediately throw it outside in the in the dirt. <laughs> it's a great it's a great feature. It's um, an artisan rock. Yeah, it, it really is. So. It is mind-boggling to me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and drop this on you. Initially, a goal of uh, thirty-five dollars, right? Uh, Two thousand seven hundred eighty-eight dollars. So, uh, this... 60, sixty-two people have said, "I want this in my life. I need it. Uh -huh. uh, I'm missing something, and this is it." Um, so, sixty-two people. There you go. So it's Pet Rock 2.0. Yeah, it's a Pet Rock 2.0. That's a great scam. It's a really good scam. I have no idea. Maybe it's a joke. You know, maybe is it one of the joke ones like the potato salad guy? I don't. I don't know because like he has a whole fucking like casting mold and like uh, I don't fucking know. I don't know what's going on with it. But uh, God bless him and God bless the people who fucking ordered this piece of shit. Um, I hope they enjoy their stupid fucking rock. Is it still available? Can we still get one? It's still available. I just bought two of them while I was talking about it. Uh, okay, one good. for me and a backup one for me. In case something happens to the first one. In case I lose it uh, when I throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, so my so my last, the last one for me of the six-pack uh, is also news-focused. And it is the, uh, it's, it's trumped the board game. Trumped the board game. Trumped the board game. So Trump is in the news. Okay, I heard about this guy. I've heard about this guy and what he's doing out there. 
And Trump the board game is it looks like uh, it looks like a real blast, and I think it's it looks like it's based in part on Monopoly, if I'm not mistaken. So of course you're going to get some really uh, cute and funny bits, like uh, I guess Jail is deported. Oh, that's funny. That's pretty funny, uh, given what's going on today, right now as we speak. Uh, the deported thing—that's pretty funny. And some of the some of the properties you can purchase are Chief Justice, a Senior Associate Justice, Junior Associate Justice. I don't know. I guess that's funny for some reason. <laughs> um, you get lots of uh, lots of play money, lots of fake money. It doesn't really look like it has anything to do with Donald Trump. It just has like an eagle on it or whatever. Um, in the deluxe version, you you go on like it. You, you move up from the standard sorry-like pieces to uh, custom tokens representing congressmen, judges, and reporters, which, that's a real, that's fun. I'm not really... So is this, I can't, I can't, I haven't checked it out or anything. Can you, are they licensing, like, Trump's image and shit like that, or is that, or are they, like, skirting around it and making, like, uh, just doing, like, the bare minimum? I would say it's the latter. <laughs> Uh, because no image of Trump appears, nothing to connect it with Trump, I mean, other than his name and his, his heinous policies are featured here. Uh, one of them is a dump truck. One of the, like, utilities is a dump truck. What the fuck? I'm not really, I don't know that I totally understand how it connects. But, uh, I guess I will say that the good news is that, that the deluxe game is only $50. So, and that's about how much Monopoly, that's probably yeah, a little bit less than Monopoly. I haven't picked up a Monopoly board in a, in a bit, but I, I think it's somewhere around 50 to uh, $150. Somewhere in that, depending on which version you get and what the supply is like. Yeah, you may be into the hundreds just to play Monopoly. But Monopoly doesn't have quite the charm of landing on... Deport your friends. Deport, yeah, you're deported. And if you play with, like, a Mexican friend, that's even... That's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Invite your Muslim your friends over. Muslim uh, immigrant friend. Just invite him over and play Trump the board game. Yeah, and but... Deport him. That'd yeah. be a lot of fun. But he lands on deport, and he's like, oh, man, that means I have to go back to my home country. And you say, nope, you're just visiting. So you're in the other... You're in the little corner. You're not yeah. actually... He's never played before. <laughs> it would be a lot of fun to play. I can't... I can't. So well, we're, we're going to put... What are we going to $500 well, we're going to need to to make a big, fat pledge, because we're, it's only at, I'm sorry to say, it's only at $352 out of 10000 <laughs> with 17 days to go, so it's possible. I, I fucking love these, these stars that, that we find that are like, um, it has $35 out of uh, $8 million, <laughs> and it has 14 hours to go. Yeah. At what point did they give up? Jesse, what you just heard there was a video of this uh, Kickstarter called the, the Pie Turtle. <laughs> and what the video was, it was a video of the back of a car. Uh, it looks like a super SUV with all the seats removed. And there's a just a pie sitting on the floor of the car and it's sliding around the car. Oh, yeah. Been there. And uh, 
So, I'm gonna watch this video again. <clears throat> and I'll try to try to explain it here. So, the pie sliding room. It says, tired of damaged pies and a messy car? <laughs> Get your pie to the party in one piece. It's these two broads made this, right? Could be a guy. <laughs> no, they, uh, so these two people made this thing, and they're bakers or whatever, so they have, like, a legitimate thing, but it's, again, one of these things that nobody fucking needs this at all. Seems like they could have solved their own problem and been happy with that. Maybe put the pie on the, like, the front seat, uh, or in, like, maybe, like, a container of some sort. Yeah, because the problem, as I understand it, is your back seat with no seats in it is a pretty big space. But the seat in front of the passenger seat, oh my god. For, for, They're sliding it around. For illustration purposes, they just baked a pie and put it right out of the oven into there. No, nothing. There's not, there's not even like a towel under it. There's nothing. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, this is just the, the worst. And it's a turtle. Yeah, because it, it has like a four arms or whatever. And it has like these nubs or whatever that dig into the carpet of your floor. Or the car seat? I don't know. Of the car seat? Yeah, so it's like it's got these like uh, four legs, right? And a head that like Jesus rip onto Christ. the fabric of your floor or your car seat. And that's what's supposed to solve your fucking mini pie woes. Baby on board. It's a pie. <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's a it's another good one. And I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and give them uh, five hundred dollars. Are they getting funded? Of my own money. They have six six thousand two hundred fifty seven dollars of thirty five thousand. Holy fuck! With uh, zero seconds to go. So good luck to these guys. <laughs> Hope you guys make it. We're down to the wire. Uh, All right. Well, that was uh, that was the six pack. Uh, let's take one more quick break. Uh, we'll be back with more of your Kickstarter Sucks, the podcast. Hey, it's me again, Jesse, uh, one of the hosts of the show you're listening to. Well, we're on Twitter now. Uh, I just did the Twitter thing. Uh, we've got an account on there. It's at your Kickstarter. So give that old account a follow, eh? All right, we're back. Uh, for the last segment here, and this is one that we're going to call the 12-pack, Mike. So we just had the 6-pack. A lot of packs here. Everything is in multiples of 2 or 3, 6. I'm not a big math guy. So here's what the 12-pack is. The 12-pack is, uh, it's inspired by and uh, taken from my favorite website on the internet. Uh, and that website, I know what you're thinking, is that website kickstarter.com? No, it is not. My favorite website online of all the sites is jokeblogger.com. And, uh, and Mike, can you tell me a little bit about how you came to find jokeblogger.com? What's your origin story with jokeblogger.com? I started the fucking thing. Oh, that's right. I started jokeblogger out of my garage. Yeah. I wanted a place where all the jokes could uh, live. 25 years after the LA riots, you started. And be it. friends. <laughs> But it's basically just to highlight the best comedians. Yeah, it's like Favestar or uh, what's that? Witstream. Witstream. Some some shitty, some shitty Witstream. It's it's. I would say it is probably three orders of magnitude below Witstream. 
Yeah, it's all it's all the same type of people though. It's like these uh, struggling wannabe comedian guys, not like me or whatever, or my friends. Also, not like me and anyone that I know. Yeah, it's uh, just bad people. Bad guys. Um, but they they try way too fucking hard, and they sign up to be part of this, to be featured on this website, uh, in exchange for something. I don't know. Probably um, not exposure. Yeah, and so they get their jokes on here and. Uh, to the tune of tens of laughs uh, per, <laughs> per hey, day. We'll, we'll see how many laughs, because what we're going to do here is we're going to take a 12-pack of these bad boys, <laughs> and we're going to, I think we're going to try to pull them from just one specific topic, but we'll see how their topics expand over the coming weeks. Uh, so let's give Joke Blogger our support, and maybe we'll have them more. Yeah, hopefully they'll be our sponsor now after we shit all over them. Great site. Yeah. Great site. <laughs> So I'm going to give you these, I'm going to give you these uh, 12 jokes, and what do you want to do with them? Do you just want to give me a reaction? Do you want to give me a rating? Do you want to give me like a hot or not? What What are you thinking? You just want to hear them and just react? What, what, do, you, what do you think would be best? Because these are going to be, this is cream of the crop. I totally, I grab the stuff off the top of the heap. Let's do, um, you know how this, who's that, Cisco Niebuhr or whatever, those stupid guys that did the movie? The two extremely well-respected critics. Yeah, they did, what do they do? Thumbs or what? Let's do, uh... They did it on thumbs, and I think the scale was two thumbs down to two thumbs up, with the intervening ratings being, I think, split. Maybe one thumb. Alright, let's do the thumbs. You want to do the thumbs? Yeah. And you're going to give me a rating? Yep. Okay, so here we go. This is the 12-pack. I'm just going to fire these off at you, and you give me a rating. Okay? Hit me. Uh, I'm not going to credit the comedians, because their jokes are bad. So, here we go. Uh, this is on the subject of Trump, and I think we've talked about oh, Trump a little bit. Oh, yeah. This is a hot topic right now. Uh, here we go. Number one. Trump's favorite child is his nuclear football. Let me see. Oh, I don't think you heard me. I'm going to swing that one right back at you. <laughs> what? Trump's favorite child is his nuclear football. What the fuck does that mean? Give me a rating, and then I'm going to give you the Twitter results as to the retweets and the likes. That's on it. two thumbs down. Okay, that one got one retweet and two likes. <laughs> so I, you probably lined up there with the masses. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Trump's seeing airports full of protest tours. He misspelled pro. I think he misspelled protest. Trump's seeing airports full of protest tours on the news. And convincing himself they are there about the fees for checked bags. Hashtag no ban, no wall. So Trump looks out his, I guess you would say, oh, he's watching TV. He likes yeah. to watch TV. He sees a bunch of protesters and he thinks they're there about the fees for checked bags. How is that funny? Well, checked bags are very expensive, I think. God damn it. <laughs> so what's, what's your rating on that one? That's also, I'm going to say that's two thumbs also down. <laughs> okay, two thumbs down again. Yeah. Okay, that one got 56 retweets and 286 likes. <laughs> so, and that's a blue check mark guy. So that's how you know it's good. One of these guys, hey, one of these guys is bound to follow me. So if you hear your joke on this and you hear <laughs> this podcast, I'm doing this ironically. Yeah, and also check out our Patreon. That's going to launch soon. Yeah. So, anyway, so check that out. Keep shitting on these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, number three on the list, on the, on, on the 12-pack, a company called, quote, not in any way connected to Trump, Inc., end quote, 
helmed by Donald Trump Jr., has been contracted to build the wall. Hashtag fake wall facts. Um, I feel like maybe I disrupted it with the ha- with the with the quotes. Hang on, let me. I feel like I ruined the flow. Let that me just do. It. It. Let me do it without the quotes. That might be it. Okay. A company called not in any way connected to Trump Inc., helmed by Donald Trump Jr., has been contracted to build the wall. Hashtag fake wall facts. Yeah. So that was a hashtag joke. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, two thumbs down on that one. Two thumbs down on that one. Okay, and that one got that was a forty ninety two split. <laughs> so forty retweets and ninety two likes on that one. Okay, next up, number four uh, on the twelve pack here. Maybe Donald Trump hired Steve Bannon because he thought white power meant cocaine. Hashtag stop President Bannon. What the fuck? Like white powder? Uh, that's, yeah, that's probably the through line there, is white, Jesus. white powder, white powder, cocaine, Like, stuff. you just write anything you want. You can just do whatever you want. And then people will just favor it. Yeah. That's a, that's a two-thumber. That's two thumbs down. Yeah. Okay, and that's, the, that one earned 26 retweets and 72 likes. So that's not, so strange, all these are getting so few likes and retweets, it's crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> 72 likes is not a lot to you. <laughs> that's not a lot. No, it's not. It's not a lot. <laughs> All right. This is another blue check, so this is going to be good. Trump was devastated he couldn't get Jim Henson on his cabinet. Hashtag stop President Bannon. Asterisk. Because he's a puppet. Get it? I'll see myself out. So sort of a stock joke, a stock punchline there at the end. I'll see myself out. Sort of it's acknowledging that it was bad, but. Kind of steps on the joke. Oh boy! Uh, but we still got we got to evaluate the way he wrote. It. We'd love for him maybe to keep the referential stuff out of the gag, and maybe it would work yeah, better. I have confidence in your jokes. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with one thumb up, one thumb down. Okay, so we're improving. Just because he acknowledged how shitty it was. Well, that one got 17 and 56, <laughs> so it didn't work for him. <laughs> Did not work for him. All right. Almost at the midway point here of the 12-pack. Trump, hashtag Trump, excuse me, hashtag Trump bans refugees from countries except those linked to his business. Uh, Arabs must find him falafable. Falafel. Arabs must find him falafable. What the fuck? So it's a, uh, I guess it's a portmanteau here is the gig, or is the, 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 uh, bit here. Falafel. Falafel, a, laughable. Isn't that Greek? A falafel? Isn't that fucking Greek food? I'm gonna say it's, it's just generic. I don't fucking know. Eastern. And why did he hashtag Trump? There's hashtag Trump. On the, the Trump hashtag? Yeah, because people will want to find out what Trump's doing, so what they'll do is they'll click they'll on the run Trump into hashtag. this joke and they'll fucking ruin their day. Yeah. They wanted to find out some Trump news. Falafable. <laughs> what do you give that one? Um, if I had three thumbs, yeah. if I had four thumbs, I would find a way to get a fifth thumb. <laughs> and I would give it five thumbs down. Oh, wow. Okay. So that one was a 14 and 12. <laughs> that was uh, the rare fewer likes than retweets. Yeah. Always a good sign. 
Okay. Here we go. Uh, in Donald Trump's defense, he thinks World War Three is the name of the next Avengers movie. Ah, God. <laughs> so, so people are what telling him, Donald, uh, President Trump, you're going to start World War Three, and he's, he's saying, God, and he's gonna, I'm going to start an Avengers movie. That's great. I I love the films. That's what he, I guess. Wait, let me do that in the Trump voice. Okay. Wait, I'm going to do an Avengers movie. Unreal. Unreal. It's like he's sitting right here. You've had that in your back pocket um, the whole time. <laughs> so what do you give that one? No, that's awful, man. The Sorry. next Avengers movie. Sorry if you wrote that. You're shit. You're shit. Okay. Well, this guy has, uh, in his bio, I love dog boner. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that! <laughs> no. No, no. No. No, but he does have a blue check mark. And he's a comedian entrepreneur. I'm not going to give out his name. But he is a comedian entrepreneur, and you can decide if if that's well earned. So, did you give that one a rating? Uh, no. World War Three: The Next Avengers Just the movie. absence of any rating. <laughs> no rating whatsoever. No, no rating. The void. Okay, very good. Uh, and I, I fucking I clicked out of it. I don't know what it did. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure it did boffo numbers. Let's just say that. It went boffo. Okay, here it is. 20 and 38. That's what it is. 20 and 38. So that's okay. A couple of replies on it. So we've got some engagement. What do we want? Well, I'm not going to. Let's not say the replies. We'll, yeah, we'll go off. We'll go off, Mike. We'll, we'll talk about these guys. <laughs> okay, here's the next one up. Uh, I think the Mayans were only off by a couple of years. Hashtag Trump tax. Oh, from the, the 2012 thing. Was it 2012? Yeah. Yeah. The world is man. That's I think funny. the Mayans were only off by a couple of years. That's hashtag funny. Trump tax? Trump tax? I don't understand what... I'm not sure I get the hashtag there. That's fucking stupid. Get it out of here. Click that off. <laughs> okay. That doesn't get <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that one was a 10 and 23. That was a 10-23 split there. All right. So here we go. Here's one. Um, getting high while Obama was president was like, okay, how many cookies can I eat? And with Trump, it's like, how do I stay off his radar? Yeah, yeah. Get, getting high while let me let me check. Getting high while Obama was president was like, okay, how many cookies can I eat? And with Trump, it's like, hey, how do I stay off this guy's radar? So I punched that one up a little bit with some extra words. I think it works better. Uh, oh man, that sucks. <laughs> it's really not good. I don't know. I kind of I, I like that one. It's sort of like stream of consciousness. You know? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's not up to me, but if it were me, I would give it two thumbs down. But I do <laughs> like it. <laughs> but I don't know what you think. I'm, uh, I'm going to give it two thumbs down. Okay, two thumbs down on that one. That was an 864. So, not a, I mean, not a bad ratio. Eight, eight retweets? Eight retweets, 64 likes. People were like, ah, I like this guy. I'm going to be nice to him and they'll fucking like it. <laughs> It's occurring to me now that people can just search the words as I say them. <laughs> That's okay. That's their own prerogative. That's not, I'm not doing that. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is from news that just broke today, I believe, as to what was on Trump's uh, agenda for the day. Here it goes. Donald Trump is screening the movie Finding Dory at the White House on the good word from Steve Bannon that none of the fish are Muslim. 
And that is the end of the joke. That's the end of it. That's yeah. You wrote a period after that, so that is finished. Uh, sure. I guess, I guess you know Steve Bannon, huge racist. I guess that's so. Steve Bannon says, "Don't worry, none of the fish are Muslims." So you can watch the movie. Yeah. Trump says that is a load off of my mind. Yeah, that's gonna get one thumb from me just one. because it's based in reality. <laughs> okay. Okay, because it's ripped from the headlines. Yeah. So one thumb up. But also one thumb down. But I'll one thumb down as well. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was a 3-9 split on that one. Okay, this is the penultimate one. This is the next to last. Republicans would certainly be protesting if Donald Trump had said it was a mullet ban. Hashtag no ban, no wall. Uh, so the through line here being that mullet resembles Muslim. Muslim, yeah. And uh, a lot of the Trump supporters are have bad haircuts. That's stellar. That's awesome. Uh, two thumbs down. Two thumbs down on mullet ban. Yeah. It's not good. Not good. Alright, well, look. You've been kind of down on these. What did we get? <laughs> what, what are the stats? Oh, that was bad, too. <laughs> I clicked. I clicked it off. I couldn't look at it anymore. Even though I did like it and thought it was very funny. You thought it was funny? You liked it? It was really funny. Yeah, 57 retweets, 280 likes. Oh, God damn it. So that one pulled pretty decent numbers. Uh, he got was a lot that of... that one yours? Are you trying to trick me? Yeah, that's mine. Oh, fuck. No, it's... Okay, it's not mine. <laughs> it's not mine. Uh, but he's got some good replies. Somebody replied to him with that picture of the guy that says, Get a brain, Morans. Uh, yeah. It's like circa 97 internet. Yeah. We were just talking about Fark the other day. That's like a Fark mainstay is the get a brain Morans guy. Yeah. Rip, rip to Fark. <laughs> All right. Well, we saved the best for last. You've been kind of down on these, I think. Um, you haven't liked them. And that's okay. That's, that's part of the show is you, you give your honest opinion. Yeah, maybe you just got some bad ones. But I think I really did. If the other ones were bad, this one is good enough to make up for him, I think. And I don't want to oversell it, but I think it is really funny to me. So here goes. Uh, for the final entry of the 12-pack, the final one to crack. Maybe the 6 million Jews who died that Trump's administration refused to acknowledge on Holocaust Memorial Day are just hiding in his tax returns. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> so, oh, no. so maybe the 6 million Jews oh, no. who died that Trump's administration refused to acknowledge on Holocaust Memorial Day. Hey, maybe they're just hiding in those uh, dang old tax returns that he won't let out. And I guess he's all, he's keeping the Jews in there as well. The dead, uh, the dead Jews. Excuse me, the dead Jews. Wow, that is a uh, that's a knockout. I think two thumbs up for that one. Two thumbs me. up. Okay, uh, I thought we were gonna agree on this. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah, maybe they're under Pharrell's hat too. Maybe they're... Uh, you think the Jews are? Yeah. Maybe or the tax returns. Maybe those Jews are uh, on that plane. Remember that plane? Went down? Uh, the one, MH, the pussy plane. MH, no, no, not that one. <laughs> the Taiwan plane? Where was that at? I don't remember. I believe it was Malaysian. Whatever. So you remember the pussy plane. Sorry to those people who died. <laughs> Rip to those who died. You already said it, okay? Sorry, sorry to those people who died. I just can't remember where you were from. <laughs> anything about you. Yeah. I'm sure you were nice. Some of you. I don't know. Um, Most of them were probably really funny. Yeah. Malaysians are no <laughs> to be. 
All right, all right, all right. Let's get off of that. Let's, let's get off of the funny Malaysians. But all right. So, what do you think about the twelve pack overall? A success. Yeah, I think we found some really good tweets. Yeah, so I guess go ahead. Uh, just as a reminder, everybody, those were pulled from JokeBlogger.com. Our new sponsor, JokeBlogger.com. Uh, all the tweets you can eat. <laughs> all the tweets. Yeah, all the tweets you can eat. All right. Well, uh, I think that was uh, that. Probably does it for the first episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have a Twitter and an email set up uh, at some point, and we'll get. Uh, We'll get everybody talking and interacting on there, and uh, and uh, I guess probably the first thing to do is sell some t-shirts, right? That's it. Yeah, we what, need to What sell. were some of the classic things we came up with during this that's going to go on the t-shirt? Um, two Thumbs Way Down. <laughs> two, thumbs, two Thumbs Way Down by Mike Hale, yeah. Or, uh, all, our, all our other classic catchphrases. Malaysians are funny. Yeah, the stereotype about Malaysians being funny. Uh, we'd have to figure out how to work that in there. So if you had a favorite moment from the show until we get our Twitter account... Go uh, ahead and just make the shirt, um, put it up on a store, screen print it if you want. I will sue you. Um, and just give us all the money for it. No, I'll still sue them. (laughs) I'll still still sue you. But until then, you can can find me on Twitter at Bronze Hammer. I'm also on the Scumbag Podcast with Ed Zitron and Felix uh, Biederman and uh, Munchies, Vine Pear, Bunch of places, uh, Mike. Where where can you be found? Uh, my house mostly, and then uh, at work during the day, and then I come home back to the house. That's probably Monday through Friday. Yeah. Okay. All right. You can find Mike at work, and also on Twitter at Doc Boner. I'll give you the plug. Uh, so thanks for listening to the first episode of Your Kickstarter Sucks, the podcast. Uh, we'll see you next 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 week and next time. Right. Bye. See ya. Mm-hmm.